Hello and welcome to the Scriptures Are Real podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about elements of the scriptures that have made it become very real to us so that we can draw more power out of it. I'm your host, Kerry Mulstein, and this is a short cast. It's kind of a different setting for lots of various reasons. I'm doing this uh, outside where there are other noises and so on. It won't be the best video or audio quality, but uh, it will also be short. There's just, I actually kind of thought I was done with uh, doing episodes for this week. And then uh, I thought about it more. I thought there's one uh, little subject that is worth addressing because it helps you understand lots of other things. So, and that's the reign of King Josiah. So King Josiah, after King Hezekiah, who was a very, very righteous king and went through all sorts of reforms. And then his son, Manasseh, was a very, very wicked king. And uh, he fostered idolatry in all sorts of ways. At least in the Second Chronicles account, we get um, the notion that he eventually repented and tried to do things better. But this is after tradition holds he killed Isaiah. Uh, he, he pushed idolatry in all sorts of ways and was the most wicked of all the kings of Israel uh, or Judah. In any case, uh, then his son takes the throne and then Josiah takes the throne. And Josiah is a very righteous king. Uh, in fact, uh, the book of Kings, Second Kings, describes, first of all, Hezekiah as the most righteous king ever. No more righteous kings before him or after him. And then it uses the same description of Josiah. Many people think this gives us a clue, and I'm kind of inclined to agree with this, as to some of the phases of composition of First and Second Kings that maybe it began uh, and had the majority of its time of being written under King Hezekiah. This is a time where that kind of thing was happening. Culturally, it makes sense. A lot of other things in the text make sense that way. Um, and then it was added to in the days of Josiah, and then added to more after Josiah's death to kind of finish the story out. Uh, that may be what happened. It may not. It may have all happened in Josiah's day and later. It's hard to know. Um, but I think that's, that's a, a decent scenario. Who knows? In any case, um, Josiah um, enacts a number of righteous reforms. And part of what he does is he um, starts to get uh, to, to refurbish the temple. And as they're refurbishing the temple, they find what is known as what they call the book of the law or the book of the covenant. And they say, how could we have lost this? We didn't know about this. And Josiah has it. Well, he consults a prophetess. Uh, her name is Holda. That's the person who he consults to say, is this really scripture? And she says, yes, and you should do something about it. And so he gets everyone together and they have this long meeting where they read the whole thing and they all enter into a covenant community uh, together. Uh, most scholars think that this was probably the book of Deuteronomy, something maybe the whole Torah. Um, but at least the book of Deuteronomy, it certainly has, uh, we see his reforms matching what you see in Deuteronomy, themes coming out about them that match Deuteronomy, uh, and so on. And so it, it, if it's not Deuteronomy, it's something similar and has, it's, it seems to be influenced by Deuteronomy. And I suspect it's, it's the book of Deuteronomy. Um, there are a couple of key elements to this that we should keep our eyes on. Jeremiah was probably young at this time and influenced by what's going on. Um, another person who would have been a, a young adult or young youth or a young man, something along those lines at this time would have been Lehi. Um, and I think Lehi is very influenced by this book of the law or book of the covenant, uh, which are two phrases that fit the book of Deuteronomy really well as well. Um, but uh, Jeremiah is, or Lehi seems to be influenced by this. And as a result, the book of Mormon is very influenced by it. The Nephites and Nephite culture and society is very influenced by this. And so uh, I think we get a number of influences uh, that are important for us to see and us to realize here. Um, and Josiah um, 
gets the people to become as righteous as Hezekiah did. And that's wonderful. They will quickly fall away. Josiah is killed in battle um, by Pharaoh Necho. Uh, this seems to be when the Assyrians were uh, in some ways working with the Egyptians, but the Egyptians were, were also kind of independent and they're trying to expand their control. And Josiah has expanded his control where he's controlling almost what uh, Solomon did. Not quite, but he he's, he's, has control of both southern and northern areas of the kingdom. Um, we'll, we'll get um, Josiah when he's killed. Uh, then Necho's going to put someone on the throne and so on. Anyway, uh, uh, then we have the Babylonians coming in and all that we've already talked about. But it, I think it's worth understanding um, the covenant emphasis of Josiah and his reforms where they get rid of all high places, they centralize worship in Jerusalem again, they, they observe the Passover nationally and in Jerusalem again. And we'll see that from there then on, that seems to be how Jews do it. They feel like you, you go to the temple for Passover if you can. We even see that in the Savior's day. Um, so this is really a, a key element to understand both the Book of Mormon and biblical history at this time. And I hope it helps us understand um, the importance of covenant and law and uh, take that more seriously.